Welcome everyone to the Holstein House Podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I put on my um, uh, morning um, update screenshot thing that I do over on um, Telegram. It's a rinse and repeat Tuesday because it's going to be humid, chance of rain, warm, you know, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, this is episode 75. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Episode 75 for the Holstein House broadcast. I, I would have never thought, I would have never thought that I would get to 75. Now, I'm... I always kind of couch that and maybe I shouldn't, you know, you can get back into that a whole, you know, women rationalize and justify and men just do, you know, <laughs> but uh, doing these twice a week uh, and this is episode 75, that's, um, that's, to me, it's a big deal. I've often thought maybe I should back it off and just make the lives once a week. That would give me more time to do some other stuff. But then, you know, what happens is you, free up time and you fill that time with stuff. You fill that time with stuff. But I am really excited to be here uh, today again. I always am, even though, even if I'm having a rough day or am just frustrated or not feeling real good, I really am glad to be here. And uh, I'm glad that you guys stop over and watch whether you're able to catch it live or you catch it on the, uh, on a replay later, maybe you don't see it for weeks. I really appreciate that you that you do watch it, and I hope that you will share it and uh, tell your friends about it and, and join the conversation. You can comment, you know, even after the fact, and of course, um, uh, I get notified that there are comments there, and I try to get back and at least acknowledge all of them in some way, shape, or form. Now, sometimes people are just mean, and they just put dumb stuff up there, or it's a bot, or you know, it's irrelevant, somebody trying to advertise or something. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I do try to respond to any comments that uh, are posted, even all over on Fountain, over on the podcasts and stuff. When I get notified, um, I do try to respond in some manner. So please don't think I'm ignoring you if I don't get back right away. It may just be that the uh, the notification hasn't gotten to me yet. You'll have that sometimes. I just... I'm kind of preoccupied a little bit on this one. I had a request to do some notary work at a hospital and the guy's coming up from Georgia um, to for a power of attorney with his mom. She's in the hospital. And I tried four times to respond to that request. It was an email request and uh, I've tried four times to reply back and it just bounces. It just bounces. And there's, there's no way to reach this person. He did not. It says that it's from his iPhone he doesn't give me a phone number or anything to try to reach back out to him. Um, so he, he's out there somewhere thinking that, you know, I'm, I don't want to work with him and I don't want to, um, you know, help him out. And it's just that I can't, I can't get back to him. There's, uh, I haven't figured out, you know, I don't see a phone call from him from anywhere. I don't see a voice message from anywhere um, that would be... Uh, um, I don't see anything anywhere that um, this person has tried to reach reach me um, anyway other than that than email and I just I don't I, you know there's nothing I can do nothing I can do so I see uh, I don't know what that is junk junk voicemail 
I haven't, I still need to switch my cell phone service. I haven't done it yet. I, that's not on the list for things to do today. I want, I need to do it when Mr. Holstein's home. He's usually only home on the weekends. Uh, well, I mean, he's home. Of the night. I don't just met enabled it in order for us to go over and make our telephone switches and stuff the weekends would be the only time to do it and right this time of year when the grass is growing well really weekends are tough we're just busy we're just busy um we do make time for to goof off now and again when we want to uh but you know we just don't we don't get into a whole lot of stuff these days because we we're kind of where we want to be you know, we can goof off when we want to and um, still yet have uh, responsibility for some of the things that we've got. But let me get back on track. Episode 75. Uh, if you have thought, if you, if you have uh, te the Telegram app, Holstein House has a group. It's uh, t.me slash Holstein House, all one word, Holstein House. And uh, I, I do get some spam over there, uh, people trying, you know, just you get the, the one words, you know, for people trying to connect and spam you. So I, I do try to uh, get that out of there. But you're more than welcome to come over and join us and see what we talk about. It's not really, I mean, we we, we have daily conversations, but it's not real deep at this point. We're just kind of say, saying hey and talking a little bit about what's going on. But that's t.me slash Holstein House. But, uh, you know, if ever comes a time, I was watching, some, well, I wasn't watching them, I was listening to some YouTube um, uh, programs over the weekend that, uh, you know, try to help you learn the, the nuances of using YouTube and the statistics and stuff, because I've never been a statistics person. Um, and they got to talking about, uh, you know, the back and forth between, oh, if you use foul language, you're going to be demonetized. And then they're going back years and years and years. I, they'd almost have to be using an app of some sort to, in my opinion, uh, to go back and, you know, demonetize things from years ago. Of course, I'm, I'm not monetized, so I'm not worried about it yet. But um, I know I've seen some of the other folks that I follow talk about because they were kind of <laughs> potty mouth but they're very brilliant people but even with their potty mouth issue um that I, I listened to them and uh, they were talking about you know we just got notified of a of a video from about three years ago that was demonetized and and um, the frustration that's involved with that and that rolled into some conversations of well what happens if they, when they take you down like Dan Bongino they took him off well they were getting ready to take him off and he just quit and went over to rumble um and, uh, you know, where can you find, find them? You know, how do you do that? Uh, I used to have a very active email list. I kind of let that fall away. And um, I keep thinking about trying to bring that back. I've just got my hands. I've tried Substack. I've tried, I did real well with Substack for a while. But my lifestyle is just so erratic that it's just so hard to do those things on a regular basis. And it's been that way for a while now, mostly because... No, I don't want to blame it on my parents or anything like that. But when I have decided, and I, I did many, many years ago when my mother was, was still with us and uh, she was starting to get more sick more frequently, uh, I decided that there was nothing more important besides the husband and my son than my parents. And I would stop whatever, didn't matter what it was, and if people didn't like it too bad, to take care of them. And I continue that. I make no apologies for it. It's just a statement that sometimes things can get erratic because sometimes you get appointments and sometimes you get emergencies and sometimes real life happens. And um, in my position in our families is one of the a responsible person who will take them to the doctor, will follow up with the doctors, will help them with their medications. We'll do those kind of things. And that's where I'm at. The guests that just left this morning, we were kind of talking about that a little bit. And I said, so this is the stage of life that I am in. You know, my father will be 83 in a couple months. And, uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm just right about a month, August the 4th, he'll be 83. And um, I'll drop everything for him. I make no apologies for it. And my son is grown and living in Virginia. I don't have any grandchildren. So 
this is and of course my husband but he's he's fine we're we're fine that way but um this is where i'm at this is the stage of my life that i'm in i am not the um eldest person in our family but i am reaching that um level of responsibility I, i'm struggling for words because i didn't really think this out very well but so i am I have a schedule, but it's going to change from time to time. And I'm not going to make any apologies. And that makes it difficult to have a steady, regular uh, broadcast and um, or email, which is where I started this with, or email or um, TikTok or Clapper, all those other things, regular uh, content publication it makes it hard because these these are the responsibilities that I have and I I'm going to do that but I said all that to say this if you want to find me on social media if you want to con contact me if you want to see the kind of things that I'm doing you can go to robinholstein.com and go to the contact page and there will list all of the different social media sites and uh, things and ways and uh, you can sign up for a newsletter which I don't have going actively at this point but uh, should probably be working on that some more this summer. <laughs> it's like I need another thing to do. Um, but you can you can find me there. So if for some some reason um, you know I just disappear off uh, YouTube say and you don't see anything for weeks and weeks and weeks on youtube and you wonder well what's going on you should be able to find out over there on the contact page at robinholstein.com um i've i've cut back on like interactions like on facebook so i'm still on facebook i still post some things on facebook but i don't sit and have the conversations and the connections and the things that i used to do over there i've kind of backed off that a little bit i it's just uh, it's a phase is a phase and I've rotated through that phase and I'm looking at other other projects now and other things so, so that's where that I said all of that I spent all that hour and a half on that <laughs> just to tell you hey go to robinholstein.com and check the contact page if you want to find me uh, but yeah I'm I'm on I do have content I do have accounts on YouTube on fountain.fm and I need to get the uh, get that updated I'm, I'm missing a broadcast missing friday i didn't get fridays posted uh noster rumble tiktok clapper facebook instagram me we freesteading apple podcast google podbean spotify tune in iheart mm, i think there's a couple other and noster i do have i do have an oster uh pub key and I've done, I haven't done a Noster Nest in a while. And what I found uh, the last time I did it is when I tried to simultaneously run a Noster Nest while I was recording uh, or broadcasting here, um, it was locking up my, my little laptop. And um, I just decided I just couldn't, it was more frustration in doing that. What I need to do is a separate Noster Nest. Then you get into chipping away at time to do that. And one of the benefits of using StreamYard is that I can split audio off and I can record this and I can split the audio off and podcast it. Uh, I can take the video and I can chop it up, which I'm not very good at doing because I don't, I just don't sit down and do this stuff like I should. Um, um, and it just runs into, again, time. And we all have 24 hours in a day and I just have more than my fair share of things to, to do in that 24 hours. And I'm a sleep person. I have to have sleep. I don't function very well without sleep. Um, I can go, I can have a disruption in my sleep for a few days, but after that, I'm just nodding off every chance. If, if I stand still, I just nod off. And these are things that I've learned about myself. I also learned many years ago that I could tolerate an overtime situation when I was working for the state and we would have flood disasters and uh, I would be working at the emergency uh, office uh, uh, down in the Capitol, the EOC. Um, I could do about six weeks of that before I just absolutely lost my mind. So I could work overtime more than an eight hour day, 12, 15 hour days um, for about uh, 
six weeks and then I just would lose my mind. I just couldn't do it anymore. So that didn't happen too often, but the times that it did, I was really able to figure out that's, that's where I'm at. So, well, let's get this conversation started because you're not here for my good looks, are you? Hello, Tori, the mom. How are you? How are you? I just flipped the page over and saw that I still had it set on the, um, on the um, uh, brand for the, for the intro music. I didn't get my page turned around there. Glad to see you over there. Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, the porch rails, uh, I'm happy to report for those of you who did not know, the porch rails are up. They, um, they look good. It took a, you know, months. We will give, um, let's just say, um, calendar-wise, it took four months. But let's just say that it took uh, three because there were some supply chain issues. And, um, oh, where did that go? I was going to show you a picture of the... Um, the rails. <laughs> it's right there, but why isn't StreamYard playing nicely with me? Um, oh, here, let me do it this way. I think it's this one. This is what it looks like from the street. Da-da-da-da-da. That is what it looks like from the street. This is PVC clad. I'm going to use the word clad because it's not like you take um, Rust-Oleum and, and dip it in there. Uh, steel. Um, he didn't have to cut these, uh, uh, the full size rails here. Uh, he just had to assemble the rails and assemble the, uh, the, the top uh, banister there and attach them here. Now these on the angle on the stairs, he had to cut those. He had to cut those at an angle each and every one. He had to measure those and measure the angle and do trigonometry or whatever kind of math it is you do for that. And let's see, will it automatically share this one when I change? Yeah, it did. This is looking, if you're standing just in front of the front door looking to your left, that's the swing I set in when I do a lot of the morning things. This is one you can, it's hard to tell here because of the, uh, all that green, but that's one of those hanging strawberry plants. So I am actually very happy with the job he did. Uh, I am, um, this is another version of, uh, oh, no, that's the ducks. Let's go back here. Eh, we'll talk about the ducks later. Uh, I am actually happy with the job he did. It does not look like he tried to rush and do uh, just to hurry up and get it uh, done job because, you know, she's aggravating me to death. And that's Betty, by the way, if you didn't already know, that's Betty. Uh, I was, am very, very pleased with the job that he did. I opted for this. Now, I remember in um, in December, he came and this column here, uh, the way you're looking at the screen, it should be on your left. I think it'll be on your left. I don't know if you can see the cursor there um, going around. But this is the column that was collapsing after the Christmas freeze. So we had uh, several days of, of uh, freezing weather and then a sudden thaw. This one gave way and I got a hold of the very same contractor. And, and we went, uh, Mr. Holstein and I went and purchased these columns. And I asked him, I said, I have them. Can you put them up? He came and he got them up right away. So for the longest time, we had no rails. Then there were issues, and what I ended up having to do after several months was uh, contact him and say, look, you're either going to get these done or we're going to court, small claims court. Good morning, Jan. Good to see you. Good morning, Carla. Good to see you, too. Uh-oh, she's got a pukey face there. That's what that looks like. Is that a pukey face or is that a Carla or is that a mountain with the, uh, with the sun behind it? I cannot tell what that is there rails and babies look great yes them babies i'll be talking about them some more here in just a minute um i'm glad to have you guys all there so we i had i i told him you know i messaged him and i said you're gonna have to have this this porch done 
spot because he told me he had the materials, but I was always every couple of weeks having to ask him, what's going on? Where, where are we with this? And, uh, oh, um, you know, I, 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 I'm having trouble picking them up. They're not in yet. They are in. I've got to go get them. They're, they're, um, I mean, there's just all kinds of different reasons he was giving me. Oh, it's a mountain with the sunshine behind it. Thank you, Carla. I'm sorry, it looks, it's just, it's so small on my screen. It just kind of, it might be because I'm not looking actually into Facebook. I'm looking at the feed through StreamYard. So it's a lot small, smaller image there. So it's hard to tell. But I did have to, I did have to contact him and I said, you know, it's just been way too long. Um, you know, I was always having to drag the information out of him every couple of weeks. That was something an attorney many, many years told me. Um, He's, I had a case for something totally unrelated to this, and this was with the first husband. Um, he said, be sure and call me once a week or once every two weeks so that I have to pull your file out from underneath the, the stack. Because what will happen? You pull the file, look through everything, lay it down. Next case, next case, next case. And it will always have to pull your case up. So um, I was trying to give this contractor you know, time. I didn't want to hassle him. I was trying to give him time. It wasn't life or death. The house wasn't going to fall down without them, but it, it got more aggravating and more aggravating. And some of you guys have been listening and you know. Um, and finally, I just told him last Monday, a week ago yesterday, I said, either it's done by 6 p.m. on Friday, the 23rd of June, 2023, and done properly, or we're going to small claims court Monday morning. He brought the materials over that morning and put them in the yard and I thought oh here we go is he just going to walk away from it now and say here you've paid me enough to cover the materials but no he did show up on Friday morning with a helper he worked all day with the exception of a lunch break I didn't go out and bother them I saw them through the ring doorbell I saw that they'd pulled up I saw that they'd started working of course when I was doing the show last Friday you probably heard some of the noise as they were using sawzalls and stuff out there and banging and stuff but um, I left him alone. And then when the job was finished, uh, Mr. Holstein went out and, and looked and talked to him for a minute and then stuck his head in and said, do you need to pay him? And I said, yes, I do. And I went out and I looked around. And I said, this looks very nice. And he apologized. He says, I'm so sorry it's taken this long. And, and I thought, I bet you are. <laughs> but I didn't say it. <laughs> and I, I said, well, I'm sorry it's taken this long, too. I understand things can get... Um, can get hectic and and I'm sure you understand why I had to take the position I took which means threatening you with going to court um, I don't know that it will be a long time before I call him for work and it's not a quality issue it's just that I shouldn't it shouldn't take this long for that project and you shouldn't have to drag the information out of them and what ended up happening the original estimate on the porch had a different type of rails. He was, and so the, the original estimate on the porch was a lot higher. And so I gave him a lot more towards that. And so the percentage that I gave him was closer to half of the entire cost. And you shouldn't, that's just, you don't normally do that. You give them part of it here and part of it there. But um, so I ended up not owning him very much at all. The only thing I owed him for was the labor on Friday. So, um, but it, sh it shouldn't have taken all of that. It shouldn't have taken all that. All right. So moving on from there, I am um, under contract to have the roof on the little doghouse uh, replaced. I had um, a guy come out, it was it two weeks ago, I think. And um, he looked at it and he gave me an estimate. It's a good estimate. I'm okay with it. I forgot I had another guy scheduled to come give me an estimate. He showed up yesterday. He did text me and said he was running behind. And I thought, what? Oh, oh no. So <laughs> he came out. He didn't give me a number at that point. Uh, but he talked about what all needed to be done. It sounded very similar to what the other guys have said. And um, uh, he, I'm thinking he's probably going to come in a little higher. Uh, but I've already I've already signed the contract with the one guy. And um, I'll just tell the other guy, thank you. I'll consider it and, and be done with it. But that should start next week. That roof work should start on the 5th of July. Um, I don't know what the weather looks like between now and then, but I'm just the pattern that we're in right now. I think it's going to be just frustrating to get that done because of the rain. But hopefully they'll have enough people 
to uh, get that taken care of. The front half of the building is in fair shape. I mean, all the shingles need replaced. That's that's a no-brainer. They all need replaced. But the front half of the building, um, any of the sheeting underneath, I doubt that it's bad. I don't climb up on that stuff. So I but from what I've been told by the other people that have looked at it, the front half of the place looks fairly good. It's the back half that is leaking. We know this. It's leaking down inside. It's got a hole in the roof, that kind of stuff. So that back half is going to be needing the most work. Um, but I think uh, I think we're going to be good there. So um, once we get that roof repaired, then we can really, I think, I think, I may be wrong, but I think we can make some good headway on getting that habitable again. And I was touching on Friday. I think, I, I really believe I'd like to put a Murphy bed in there. And so that it's up out of the way when I'm not using it for a guest or rental or whatever I'm going to use it for. And then, um, you know, pull it down when somebody comes to stay. And, um, and wants to use that uh, that space. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, uh, oh. I'll, let me show you the the babies again. Let me show you the babies one more time. The ducklings are six weeks old now. This was taken uh, a few days ago, and um, hopefully you can see that a little better. Uh, but they are six weeks old. They're still acting very young. The the actual, the daddy duck, I mean, he's really the daddy. He's the only male duck I have. Um, he's still chasing them. And I don't know if this is just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. He has been in the, right there from the time they were, uh, she nested them to the time they hatched to all of it. I mean, you know, and he has, since they've been coming out of the coop, uh, he has, he has been chasing them. And I don't know if he's trying to catch them to mate or to go through those motions because, you know, in, in ducks and things that, that motion, uh, is a, a way of showing dominance. So I don't know if it's that or not. Um, um, did you see that? I hope you saw that because I don't know. Did you see that? Oh, did it show up? I think it didn't. I think it didn't. I think you didn't get to see the ducks. There they are. There they are. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> That's what I get for not checking real quick. So they're about six weeks old. Uh, those of you on the... Um, on the uh, audio only. These are pictures of the ducklings. Hey, Hunter. Good morning. Glad to have you stop in. I'm sorry you can't hang out too long. Maybe you can pick up the uh, the replay later. Yeah, the ducks. I don't. Did you, Hunter? Did if you if you've got just long enough? Did you breed your own ducks? Did you have issues with the with the male chasing the little ones, even if they were females? I've never bred my own. The ducks that we had from infants, um, we didn't have males. So it wasn't an issue. This is the only male that I've ever had. And I'm so I'm, I'm just learning about that. Um, he chases them. Um, okay, you never bred them. So I, on the one hand, I want to say I need to get rid of him. On the other hand, if I wanted to try breeding them again, I know he's he's able to do that. He's proven that way. Um, but on the other hand, I, you know, if this is part of real life duck life and he's showing these the, the youngins that, hey, I'm in charge and, you know, but they're growing and he... He hasn't, as far as I can tell, he hasn't hurt them. They're always able to get away from him. Um, whether this is just I'm, I'm in charge. I'm the big guy. You know, you're gonna, you're gonna bow to my, bow to my whim or whatever. If it's just normal, and as they mature some more, he'll, I mean, treat him like the rest of the female ducks. But I, I just don't. He keeps running them back in. They don't get a lot of yard time because he, if he sees them, he's right at them. And runs him back in there and then walks away, you know, all waddly and, and proud of himself for running him back in. And I don't, um, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should intervene or if I shouldn't. That's 
just basically where I'm at. I don't know uh, how to handle it or if I should, or if I should just leave him alone, they'll work their own things out. So I, uh, that's where I'm at on them. Now, the other thing that I want to kind of talk to you about, if you, for those of you who are considering um, hosting, uh, and I, I always come back and say Airbnb because that's what I started with. That's the only online travel agent that I'm working with. Um, I, I don't, I really have no desire to start with a VBRO or something like that. Um, I have thought about it, but I, I just don't know that it's going to be a benefit to me. Um my experience has been with Airbnb and that's where I'm, that's the, that's the direction that I'm going to bring from here right now on this uh, part of the, the talk today. If you are considering, and really, even if not, if you are considering staying with someone uh, or that has a B&B or an Airbnb and you, um, you just don't know how it works. This, I want to talk to you a minute about the reservations and the cost and some of the fees and stuff now today. Um, when you, you know, among the things that you consider uh, to, to start, and I'm going to, I'm going to come to you from the position of starting or running a B&B and not from, a, not from the guest side of the, of the equation. However, you'll understand how being a guest, how, how it benefits you to direct book. But um, it's easy to use Airbnb. It's, it's really easy to use it. It's easy just to set it and forget it and, you know, let them do all the heavy lifting. You just upload some images, a detailed description. You click a few boxes about things that you offer, uh, things that are available, some stuff in your um, immediate area. You set your fees. And, and so the, all the hard part the, the software updates, the calendar management, the, the payment collection, um, guest verification and vetting is all taken care of for you by Airbnb. And there's some insurance. I, I have, I carry in, insurance in addition to what Airbnb offers just because, <laughs> just because. But it all, all of that comes with a cost, and those costs are assessed in the, in fee, as fees that your guest is going to pay. And I have just done, I, I told you I had a guest check out this morning, and I thought, you know, I'm going to use her numbers because they're fresh. They're fresh. Um, they're accurate. They're what I charge, and you'll see. Exactly, because I I hadn't really thought about it for a while. I knew there were fees and stuff, but it it was it was crazy to me when I saw it th this morning as I was looking for the numbers to share with you this morning. I'll, I've got a little I've got a window with a spreadsheet on it. I'll show you in just a second. But let me let me just say this out loud so that those who are on the uh, audio will hear. You, let's let's you are a guest and you're looking at Holstein House on Airbnb and you're looking to book this uh, next next Monday night. OK, we'll keep it on a Monday since this guest came in yesterday and you decide, hey, Holstein House is right on my way. I'm traveling through West Virginia on Interstate 6477, the West Virginia Turnpike. And I say it that way because they that one section of, of the Turnpike both of those interstates merge, they travel all, they travel these many miles together and then they split off in Charleston. That's why I do it that way for anyone who doesn't already know. And if you look at a map of West Virginia highway map and stuff, you'll see that if you're coming through West Virginia to head south, like to Virginia or Kentucky, uh, Virginia or North Carolina or South Carolina or down that way, you, you see exactly uh, what I'm talking about. Now, when my guest booked the room, she paid $72.16. Okay. $72.16. What I charged for that room was $58. Now, I don't split, and we've had this conversation before, I don't split out cleaning fees. 
there are some uh, Airbnb hosts who will have different categories. They'll show you all the cleaning fees and all this fee and a restocking fee and all these other fees. I, I'm not, I don't do that to rationalize my rates. Everything is in this rate, 58 bucks flat out. I'm not, because we've had this conversation before as well. I'm cleaning the room regardless. <laughs> I'm changing the linen regardless. I'm washing the towels regardless. I'm, you know, all of those things are happening. I'm, I'm not fixing the breakfast if there's nobody here. But, you know, if there's a guest here, there's going to be juice, milk, coffee. There's going to be uh, muffins. There's going to be bread of some sort. Today, I had some conversation with her and I told her, I said, I'll make a sourdough bowl. bowl and, and I did. And uh, she, so she had a sour, sourdough that was just made yesterday, today. So, um, and you know, stuff like that. So she had, she used the ice maker. She used our water for filtered water for a water bottle. I mean, she sat on the porch. It was all good. But all of that is included in this flat, in this rate. So she's paying $72.16. Uh, Jan says it may be territorial. Do you know what the babies are? Uh, Genetic or gender-wise, Jan, I believe we think they're all four girls because they're they don't have any markings of males yet, and they don't have that curly, curly tail feather. Uh, it's it's fairly slope flat kind of thing. So I, I, I don't know. I don't think they're males. They don't look like males. So. Um, she was she paid $72.16 to Airbnb. Of that, there was this thing called a guest service fee of $8.02. I don't know what a guest service fee is, unless that's the price that the guests pay for having an Airbnb account. And so, you know, because there's a fee that, get, that the hosts get hit with as well just for being a host. But now as a host, I've, they're hosting my site and the pictures and they're doing all that. So I, I don't know exactly what the guest service fee is. That's what I think it was. They also hit with $7.30 occupancy taxes. That sounds kind of high to me. That sounds kind of high to me. Uh, I would have to do the math on all of the taxes, business, business tax, and uh, sales tax and, and that kind of stuff. I, I don't think that's, I don't know where they get it unless they're including the fees that they have to pay um, because Airbnb reports taxes to the state as a whole, as a lump sum. So I don't, uh, hotel occupancy taxes, I, that just sounds kind of high to me. I don't know. Nevertheless, she had to pay that. So, uh, her total fees were $72.16. My room rate, what I charged for that room, was $58. Of that $58, okay, um, they took $1.16 for nightly rate adjustment. Can't tell you what that is, nightly rate adjustment. It took $1.16 off. Unless I have, and I don't think I have, um, well, let me take it back. I do have a discount. No, well, that wouldn't be it. Because the discount is based on more than multiple nights. Anyway, nightly rate adjustment of $1.16. Host service fee of $1.71. So I got paid $55.15 out of that original $72.16 that they charged her. So they charged her $72.16. They paid me $55.15. So all in all, there were $17 and one penny kept by Airbnb just from this one night stay. And they have it, they have it split out to make it look like I'm paying part and you, the guests, are paying part. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is you're paying it all. And they're peeling this $17.01 off and calling it all this other stuff and pay me what's left. So I have, um, let me 
find that. <laughs> now, uh, oh, I got to go back over here. Wait a minute. <laughs> I need to share that other, no, come on now, why won't you share that, screen, let me, Let me stop sharing. Let me see if I can reshare. Ah, there it is. This is there we go. I don't know if you can see that very well. Let me do it that way. Now, what I'm showing for those of you guys who may be on the audio, I have a um, a Google Sheet that I threw together to show how this all breaks out. I told you uh, this line here is what is what I just went through with Airbnb. The guest pays seventy two dollars and sixteen cents. Taxes are seven dollars and thirty cents. Uh, a guest service fee is $8.02. A nightly rate adjustment. Now that comes out of mine. Nightly rate adjustment is $1.16. Host service fee is also attributed to me, and that's $1.71. So the host payout is $55.15. The guest paid $72.16. The host gets paid $55.15. Now, if that same guest direct books, direct books right here the room rate is $61.60 that includes the taxes okay that's why I have zero on taxes here there is no guest service fee there is no nightly rate adjustment there is no host service fee I do have a payment processing fee, which I will get into a little bit more in a minute, but uh, where that comes from. But the host payout is $58.96. So if you are considering doing uh, a B&B or an Airbnb, what I'm trying to tell you is you might start with Airbnb, learn the ropes a little bit, get some practice, but you're going to want to at some point be able to offer direct booking. Because with direct booking, you're not you're not chucking away the $17. And that's per guest. Now, that's not like a month. So if, if you start saying, well, but you've got to have a, a website. Well, you kind of do. You can use um, you can use Facebook. You could use Facebook and do it that way. But even if you have your own website, you're not paying $17 a day to keep, keep that website up. Even if you're paying for, and I use a a program called free to book i'm not i'm not an affiliate of theirs they don't sponsor me but i use free to book you're not pay, even if you pay them you're not paying 17 dollars each guest each time they stay so if i were if i had someone staying every night i'd be getting hit for 17 dollars every night for every guest that stays so you want to move and shuffle your PD. I'm not saying do away completely with your online travel agency uh, subscriptions and stuff, but you want to move more of your bookings to direct book because you're the, you're getting all of the money. You're getting it all. You know, they're not peeling it away in these fees and adjustments and stuff. So I, I just wanted to show that, um, to those of you who are, are watching live, but for those of you who are on the uh, audio, that was a, um, a, a window, sharing the window of a, of a spreadsheet to show how these fees are broken out. Now, we'll come back here to me and um, 
this is something that you need to be considering. So the guests paid $9.71 more to Airbnb than what they would have paid uh, to me when you get all of these other things uh, in, in just straight up. So is Airbnb worth $10 a night, which, you know, we're just doing some rounding here, just some generic rounding. It's not $10 a month. It's, it's almost, you know, it's $10 a night that I'm losing. So this is why I'm, I recommend a direct booking. I, I use the program free to book. It's actually based out of the UK. There are other uh, programs like free to book, but free to book, I, I found I come across it uh, through some other um, organizations, some other Facebook groups and stuff that I'm involved with, and they have a very low cost of entry. So I'm paying about a dollar because it's, it's, you know, the conversion from the US dollar to the British pound. Um, I'm paying about a dollar per booking to 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 add to con, for them to manage the calendar. So they're also managing the Airbnb calendar. There's a, other add-on services. I don't. They don't. Free to book does not process my payments. Part of the reason they don't process my payment is because they work with uh, the Stripe S T R I P E Stripe card. I, I don't have an account with that, and I didn't want to start a new account with that. Stripe would be taking their own fee out of there. I right now use PayPal. So what happens is uh, you direct book, and, you know, you I invoice you from PayPal. You pay that, and, of course, PayPal has a, a fee that they charge as well. But that's a one-time fee. That's not every night. That's not a, a continuous um, you know, based on the number of nights you stay, it's a one-time fee based on uh, that they that I pay for that. So, on a re recent direct book that I had, um, a young lady named Cabell a few couple weeks ago, I direct booked her for sixty-one dollars sixty cents, which was taxes included. Of that, PayPal got two dollars and sixty-four cents. So I actually collected fifty-eight dollars ninety-six cents. I without there was no other fees involved so i cleared uh $3.81 more than i would have with airbnb and the guest paid $10.56 less cuz remember remember airbnb with all their fees the guest paid $72.16 out of which i got 55 so with a direct book they were paying less. She Cabell paid $61.60 and I got $58.96 after the PayPal fee. So I, I could actually, in theory, charge even more. I could round that up and charge even more. And still my guests would pay less than if they were going through Airbnb. Now, th that gets back into, you know, the, the, you know, what's the room worth? What's really the room worth? And I just don't see that it's worth $70 a night. It's a simple room. You've got a shared bathroom. You've got a shared living. The rest of the building is shared. You know, the living room is shared. The dining room is shared. Everything else is shared. You've got your private bedroom. And there's only so much that I can put in that bedroom to offer value to increase these rates. Now, my direct book guests, you know, you've heard me say it a thousand times. There's some perks. They get some discounts. They get... Uh, a special breakfast, they get special coffees offered to them that other guests don't get. The chocolate and coffee package that I'm always talking about because it's my favorite one. It's but it's also a continuous one. It's not it's not holiday dependent like a Valentine special or something like that. You know, Airbnb guests are paying more. They don't get that option. So um, you know, you'll hear me say, direct book guests. You've got a 10% discount if you use ND10 or ND5 or, or um, um, Podcast 5. Every, everybody that hears this can use the, the, the promo code PODCAST5 and get 5% off their direct book. Everybody can. I do have one for um, Facebook, but I haven't ever posted it there because I don't have a lot of, a lot of reservations coming from Facebook. And I don't discount on Airbnb because they get plenty enough money all the way it is. 
they don't need to get more of it. And the, what would happen is I would collect less and they would collect the same numbers as they do now. So if you're considering, if you're considering, uh, you, you know, ha hosting through Airbnb or one of the others e even, you also need to consider using the direct book and consider um, the different options to manage your reservations. There are several programs. A lot of them are kind of high, in my opinion, and for what I need them for, because I don't, I don't have multiple rooms. I don't have um, uh, multiple locations. And, you know, they're, everything is happening right here in the house. I, I don't need all of the bells and whistles that are out there. There are a lot of bells and whistles and that, that can benefit you if you want to uh, seriously use Airbnb and host from your home. But uh, it, it's something you need to consider and uh, something that, uh, you know, if you, if you have questions, you message me and you go to robinholstein.com and go to the contact page and send me a message and ask me any questions that you have. Ask them here. You know, post them in the comments. I'll get, I'll get back to you. I'll show you what, I'll share what I know. I will share what I know anytime. So let's see. Oh, we're, we're going to start winding down here. We've just got a few more minutes. Um, glad to see everybody hanging out though um thank you guys so much for for stopping by and uh i love it when there's people there even if you don't have a lot to say if you're just stopping in and saying hello i really appreciate it greatly the front porch vegetables the strawberry plants are still going nicely i you know every morning i've got probably a quarter to a half cup of strawberries and it doesn't take much to, to make that. And the tomato plants is kind of lagging, but it's still it's still producing very nicely. My guest yesterday evening came in. Um, she originally was going to go to some of the, well, I gave her a list. And she wanted to know about the, the nicer restaurants in the area or if there was a, um, oh, um, darn it. What did she call it? I forget. Anyway. But she, but she wanted to know some of the higher end places to to stop and if there was a um, farm to table restaurant nearby and I'm not aware of any and if that's something that I may look into and see if there are any around um, I, there's some in the outer areas but there's not any really close she didn't really want to go far and I told her really some of the nicer restaurants Lowry's and Chop House and stuff are are in in town it's about 15 minutes away. So she opted to swing through uh, a Kroger's, pick up a few things, and, and she sat on the porch, front porch, and she had a book, and she piled up on the swing, and she sat out there for a couple of hours, even through the storm, until the rain was kind of blowing in, and uh, she uh, she came in at, at that point, but uh, she, she really enjoyed it. She was pleased to be here. She went out and visited with the chickens and the ducks and asked a few questions about that. And she's an old homesteader herself. She said she'd had a three-acre place many years ago when her kids were young. We got to talk a little bit about natural um, uh, medicines and, and stuff and elderberry and, and things like that. And uh, she used to make a lot of her own natural remedies and raised her, her young and up on that. So she was she was pleased that uh, I had the, um, the sourdough and uh, had uh, the, the eggs and the things and uh, she didn't buy any eggs but we talked about it and you know it was she was pleased she was pleased she says I can see some of the, a lot of the things that you do here a lot of the things that I have done so she um she helped herself to a couple of strawberries which was fine it's just it's kind of what they're there for and um, she uh, she made her way out this morning the uh, backyard garden is slowly coming along. It's happier in the position that it's in now, but I think it might be happier with a little more strong sunlight. Um, the, uh, the peppers are growing, the tomatoes are growing, but they're not ripening up yet. Even my early girl, early girl tomatoes are still kind of green, at least the ones that the chickens haven't eaten, so... We talked about the ducklings, the broody hen. I got rid of those eggs. She's still trying to be broody. I keep pulling her out of there and putting her out in the grass and trying to break that because she's there's no eggs for her to sit on now. Those uh, those eggs did not stay under her the way they needed to to develop. So they ended up being uh, being uh, disposed of. Uh, let's see. I did harvest some lavender. I have a beautiful lavender plant out front. It's actually in the place in the flower bed that I'm wanting to turn into the vegetable garden. 
I won't disturb that bad boy. That little thing is just rocking right now. And I trimmed a bunch of lavender off of it yesterday. I've got them hanging in the uh, kitchen area to uh, air dry. And uh, I actually have one from last year, a bundle from last year when I first planted it. And uh, I've got it drying. I think I'm going to do some soap. I know Jan was after me here a while back about needing some soap. I haven't made any soap for a while. I need to do that. And I've got my own lavender to put in it. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to be working on that hopefully before uh, canning season starts for me. So um, I want to get that done. That's uh, that's on the schedule. And let's see, we're just about finished up here. The uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in the area. I still, I did have a request, someone wanting to come in on Friday morning really early, which was an odd request. And I shared back, with, it was just an inquiry. Uh, and I shared back that if they wanted to come in that early, because they wanted to come in like at seven in the morning, I said, you would have to book the room the night before. And, um, you know, you wouldn't be able to come in at midnight because we would be in bed. <laughs> but um, you know, you'd have to, because it, otherwise I could have someone here and they're not required to check out till nine. And it could be that you're trying to come in at seven. Well, I, that, that cuts the room out from under me. So you would have to, you'd have to book the room the night before. I didn't hear back and I, and I get it. That's fine. But so we do have um, availability this weekend. If you're quick, if you're quick and remember use promo code podcast five go to holstein house on the menu at uh, robinholstein.com and direct book that and you can get that uh, discount there we've got the mountain state art and crafts festival in ripley this weekend we've got the charleston stern rural regatta kicking off we've got the heritage farm and museum summer festival now that's in huntington that's about an hour away but it's still a great little event to attend uh Fourth of July celebration in Fairview, one of the oldest uh, running or longest running Fourth of July parades in the nation, in the nation, Independence Day parade. Uh, we have in um, uh, in the middle of July, from the 14th to the 15th, we have the Friends of Charity Auto Fair in Beckley. The 28th and 29th of July is the State Water Festival in Hinton. Now, I'm not real familiar with that, but I know Hinton's a good little bit of a drive, but it could still be fun. There's a hot dog festival in Huntington on the 29th of, of July, and then uh, there's Mad Fest at Ridenauer Lake in Nitro. Uh, those are some great things that you can do if you're coming here and you're staying with us. Uh, just real quick, uh, as I finally close everything out, the um, Bibles and Brunch and our uh, our out our um, our John twenty one seventeen project is on hiatus this week. The young lady who do is doing the nutrition program is on vacation, uh, pre scheduled vacation. We knew that when we agreed to the program uh, or when we arranged the program. And then, uh, so we just decided we'd take a Bible study and we would take a uh, week off on that as well. So I'm going to get some things done around here. I was supposed to meet with the director of the Heart and Hand Outreach Ministry today. Our Heart and Hand is a local program with um, uh, affiliated with the uh, Methodist Church that is kind of like a Goodwill, uh, Salvation Army kind of thing. They take donations of household goods and clothing and things and, and they... Uh, distribute them to the poor and the needy and they have a shop and I think they have a coffee shop down there I haven't been in it yet but I was going to meet with her to see about bringing some programs up our way to our church and uh, she notified me last night that um, there was an ar already arranged and she had missed it on the schedule a group of people coming in that she uh, needed to meet with uh, some young people and some volunteers and could we reschedule and I said most definitely most definitely I have no issue with that at all Otherwise, uh, it's a regular routine kind of day. I've got some deposits to make downtown uh, to make the church uh, deposit for um, the uh, offerings. And I've got some errands to run and some things to do. Don't forget special promo code for podcast or broadcast listeners here. And whoever else happens to uh, stumble upon this recording, 5% discount off your stay when you direct book enter the promo code podcast five the number five p-o-d-c-a-s-t number five 
and you will get 5% off your discounts if you're traveling to or through West Virginia on the Interstate 6477, the West Virginia Turnpike, and you're looking for a spot to stay, check out Holstein House. Go to RobinHolstein.com. Check out Holstein House on the drop-down menu, and you can either direct book or you can Airbnb. But as you've heard in this pod, in this broadcast today, Airbnb is going to take a lot more of your money. It's going to take a lot more of your money. So with that, I'm going to call it a day, and uh, I do appreciate everybody who stopped by to say hi. Please be sure to like and share and uh, let your friends know, and, um, you know, come back again. We'll be uh, live again Friday, as far as I know. I'm still going to have a Friday live. I'm going to get that scheduled up as soon as I exit this, uh, this one today. So we will talk to you again soon. Have a great day, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein or Holstein House. Till next time. Bye bye.